dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio, brought to you by InnerSpark. This is the resource for all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life-changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. We're your hosts, Devin. And I'm Mike. On today's show, episode 11, we're discussing the concept of a lightworker. It's certainly a title we've heard many times that's increasing in popularity. We'll discuss how to know if you're a lightworker, what a lightworker is and does, and why, regardless of pretty titles, we all need to step it up now more than ever. So let's dive in. All right, so let's start kind of by defining what a lightworker is. A lightworker is someone who works in the light. <laughs> They're fiercely dedicated to their own personal awakening and then using that for the upliftment and elevation of all beings. They care deeply about others and have made it their mission to transmute their life's challenges into sacred wisdom and purpose and to then walk their talk and guide others in whatever their chosen field may be. So that's important. They, it's whatever their chosen field may be. They don't need to be super mystical, esoteric, glam, shamanic healers. Many are the owners of local shops, enlightened lawyers, conscious entrepreneurs, school teachers, youth mentors, or farmers. A true hallmark of a lightworker is having a deep dedication to their own path of awakening, healing, and higher consciousness and to then share and spread that with others through their chosen field. So you may be wondering, am I a light worker? And the very fact that you're listening to my show and some of the things that I share resonate with you, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that yes, my love, you are. And here are some things to consider to maybe ask yourself. Do you feel incredibly pulled and called to serve, guide, and help others? Do you feel a calling to help save Mama Earth? Are you naturally drawn to a particular cause or group? Do you feel very strongly about environmentalism or animal rights, for example? We tend to have that one thing or a couple of things that just seriously light a fire inside of us. The kind of thing that your loved ones are like, oh geez, don't bring up blank again or she'll just go off. So listen to those, those callings, especially those things that just really grind your gears. Have you experienced a dark night of the soul episode? or episodes in your life and are committed to using the wisdom gleaned from them as medicine for others. And so this dark night of the soul, we don't really just have one. We'll typically have a few. There will usually be one period that is maybe more poignant, more darker than another, and, and that really serves as, as the catalyst for our, our path and our awakening. And then using the wisdom gleaned from those experiences as medicine for others is a, is a sign of a light worker. Because what's the point of enduring suffering and going through it and going through the process of transmuting it if we're not going to share it with others. That's a light hoarder, not a light worker. Hmm. Are you incredibly sensitive? Are you very tuned into your intuitive, innate knowing? And like we've discussed before, the block to this may be that you're just not trusting yourself. So I've had many people be like, Devin, I don't, I don't know how to hear my intuition. I don't, I don't trust my, my innate knowing. And I'm like, okay, sweetheart, you do hear it. You hear it. It's a matter of not trusting it. So are you very tuned into your intuitive landscape? regardless of trusting it or not, that can be worked on. Are you typically the voice of reason with incredible insight and an ability to, to... Are you typically the voice of reason with incredible insight and an ability to remain the eye of the storm amidst chaos? Have you experienced a massive transformation in your life? Have you healed some crazy shit, overcome tremendous hardships, feel naturally drawn to guiding others on their own paths? 
above all else do you accept fully and completely that you are your own healer? Do you take full responsibility for your own power? Do you recognize your own sovereignty? And are you fiercely dedicated to growth and awakening even when it's uncomfortable? So as you're talking about light workers, I'm thinking back to people who have had positive impacts on my life and I have been blessed to have a few mentors and teachers and instructors in various capacities that I can look to that I know they either set a good role model for me to follow or they helped me I learned something from them one way or another and I was just thinking that if a light worker could be in anything, like you said earlier, uh, could be, you know, uh, I'm sorry, what were some of the like occupational oh, examples? Like, like the owner of a local convenience store or a youth mentor or a farmer or an enlightened lawyer. I mean, anything. And that was really my intention behind today's show is to clarify this, because I think that a lot of people, myself included, when I hear these like glitzy glam titles. I'm like, oh, well, that's not me. Then that's for other people with like really cool Instagram feeds who are living this boho chic lifestyle. Yeah. And like, no, that's that's not the case. So I wanted to to clarify what a light worker actually is and to inspire us all to to look inside and and pull out those light working qualities. So I'm thinking about those positive influences that I've known and I guess we could call them light workers. But I'm wondering what Dark Knight episodes they've gone through and what it was that made them, that gave them the sense of values that they had, that made them the shining personalities that they were when I met them. Because they weren't always that way. And I think that's an important thing to acknowledge because when you go through those dark periods yourself, you have to acknowledge the fact that there's hope to come out of that and make something better for it. If I just looked at those people that had everything all together that were those positive influences to the people around them and thought that they had never gone through the things that I've gone through, then it can seem kind of hopeless. Like there's this infinite gulf between me and them. Mm. So besides being able to identify with them and think, okay, so these dark things that I've gone through are not a stain on my life. They're the crucible from which... I can forge my new future, you know, and I know that that might have more of a mechanical and not really gentle kind of ring to it, but I wish I could remember who it was. There was a philosopher who talked about the purification of the soul being compared to a fire and how when you burn a log, the first thing it does is it turns all black and charred and there's so much darkness, but eventually it gets purified and everything else just burns away and you end up with the white and the ash and the smoke and everything goes up from there. So that kind of darkness and transformation is something that I, I get a lot of hope from. Yeah, thank you for that, that beautiful imagery and the sounds just like the transmutation process that we were discussing in last week's episode and the concept of letting go and how we don't want to simply let go of things because we can't. We want to use them for our highest good and then, if you feel so called, share them with others. And that's kind of the next step. So we go through the shit, we are suffering and we're full of challenges and trauma and grief. We work with it, we get very skilled in working with it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it, it goes away. And I've seen this in my own process and I'm working with a client right now who, truth be told, is 
is um, kind of triggering me because I see myself so much in her, so much. She's me several years ago on kind of this this uh, crossroads where it's like, okay, the old ways of coping and dealing aren't working and now I'm in this middle place and it's weird and it's uncomfortable and I feel like all hope is lost and I'm just gonna be chasing my tail for the rest of my life and miserable every day. And so it's it's like, oh my gosh, I, I know this feeling. I've, I've said these exact same things. I, I know this song and dance. And we find from that place we learn the resources and the skills to become our own inner alchemists and engage in this transmutation process that is spirally in nature. We're never done. It's never linear. We continue to spiral up and look at these things from new angles. And each time we meet this, this darkness, shadow, and I'm doing those air quotes again like you guys can see me. I think I do it every week. We have new eyes and new lenses each and every time because we are different and new each and every time and have gained wisdom and experience. And the greatest way to deepen into our own process is to then share that with somebody else. So it's kind of this, this progression of the soul. And so that's when we might feel the call to, to work in the light and to use our own challenges and our own process as resourcing gifts for others. And that's very dharmic to me. That is like the definition of life's purpose shit into gold, our own suffering into our own healing, into leading by example and serving others. And so that's why I wanted to make it so clear. It doesn't mean that, you know, oh, I'm not a light worker because I'm not the super boho chic shaman living on the beach. Like, no. And if you are, that's, that's freaking awesome. And it can also be the mother who's raising one to five children. It can be the, the lawyer. It can be literally anything and anyone that is dedicated to their own awakening and their own healing and wanting to be a lighthouse for others. So on that point, I have one quick question. Actually, two. First off, do you think that I should get some kung fu movie sound effect for your air quotes? That way I can put it in with editing and everybody will just know. It's Devin's air quote time. Yeah, the little kung fu Maybe. swish. Maybe. But, uh... Seriously, though, if anybody can be a light worker, and if I'm thinking of those positive influences in my life, they probably didn't call themselves light workers. What is the importance and why bother identifying oneself as a light worker? How does that how is that helpful if it could be anybody? No, it's not it's not necessarily helpful, and it's totally not necessary. My intention with this was that it's just in this kind of current climate with the new agey new speak if you will there are a lot of terms and things being thrown around and i'm just listening to kind of the chatter in my group or with clients and and a lot of these these terms and these things and these concepts can leave people feeling left out like it's this exclusive club and they're like well i think that resonates with me but i don't really talk that way or i don't look that way so it must not be me and then it can kind of feel you know like like okay i guess that's not me and then we we keep going well, yeah, and I so can imagine labels, that. I you know, labels can be extremely, they can be helpful and they can also be really detrimental. So I can definitely imagine that if I was an outsider looking in and I saw a bunch of people talking about, oh, I'm such a light worker, I might think like, oh, well, I didn't take the light worker class. <laughs> I didn't get my light worker certificate. So right. clearly these people are on something that I'm not and that makes it unapproachable. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I actually was talking with a client the other day about... Um, really just getting into splitting hairs between the differences between a highly sensitive person and an empath and 
you know, well, I don't know if I'm this or if I'm that. And it, it really, it doesn't matter. These, these concepts and these terms can be helpful because we can see ourselves and we can kind of understand ourselves better and then know when we might hear somebody else using these terms, like, oh, those are, those are my people, actually, because I really identify with these concepts. And labels, you know, they're, they're unnecessary. So my only intention ever is to just bring some clarity some education, some inspiration, some guidance, and some love. All right. So that's what, that's what I'm all about. It's fun. So I'm Got good. it. All right. So on that note, I wanted to further clarify, and maybe this will this will be helpful too, shit light workers do. So I love those silly YouTube videos of shit blank do or say. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's a quick and dirty rundown of shit light workers do. They truly walk their talk and lead by example. And so listen to this list, and again, no matter what field you're in, if you're a daddy, a mommy, like it's, it's, it, the label doesn't matter. This is, this is that concept of being so dedicated to your own path and your own awakening, breaking ancestral traumas and ancestral routines and habits, and really coming into self-sovereignty and questioning things and transmuting past grief and like then being a lighthouse for others okay so this is like an even more detailed list of what this concept looks like irregardless which i don't think is a word but it needs to be of the label of a light worker so they truly walk their talk and lead by example they know that the large-scale shifts and healing we all desire begin within they truly are the change they wish to see in the world they fiercely and continuously do their own deep dives internal alchemy and personal healing and see it as an offering to not only themselves but to the collective at large. They show up for themselves on the daily with a gentle discipline. They have daily practices and rituals. They love their shadows and their triggers and they embrace their perceived weaknesses. That, I feel, is the most important one on this list. So I'm gonna say it again. They show up for themselves on the daily with a gentle discipline. So a gentle fluid discipline, I might add, knowing that today I need to step it up a little bit more or today I am tired I need to rest and so showing up is going to look differently today it's going to be softer it's not going to be at a 12 out of 10 maybe today I'm like at a three so that's it's, it's the gentle discipline the knowing when to hold them and fold them and walk away and run they have daily practices and rituals so that daily practice whatever it is that is just yours it's a time to check in get embodied breathe and connect to your needs they love their shadows and triggers, and they embrace their perceived weaknesses. So your shadows is just the opposite of the light. It's two sides of the same coin. It's not even the opposite. It's, it's literally the same thing. So we can't negate it. We can't resist it because then it just intensifies. We need to dance with it. It's not going anywhere. These deep core wounds that you're carrying around with you are probably yours from like before you were born. They're the reason that you decided to incarnate in a human body this go around and they're your thing to continue working with. I was also talking to a client about this, this very thing, like these shadow pieces are never going away. Not while you're in a human body. They're just not. They are here and they're here because they bring you the gifts. So bypassing them really gets you nowhere. I, in my physical body, I have scoliosis and it used to drive me crazy. I mean, it still kind of does. It can be very painful. In my head, the the spinal deformity is like super noticeable and unsightly and I might as well be Quasimodo. Apparently it's not that bad. We're our own worst critics. And I am very grateful for this because I am somebody that can 
certainly push past my physical boundaries and my physical needs and just keep go, 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 go. And my back won't let me. So it's almost like, thank you. If you weren't here, I would just run myself into the ground. And so learning to find gratitude and working with our shadows and our triggers and embracing them, embracing those perceived weaknesses. Okay. They take full responsibility for their lives and empower themselves to step out of victim mode and exercise their creatorship. They know again that this is in service to the collective at large and through receiving exactly what they want and need, others can see it as possible as well. So there's some of that shame and guilt pieces, letting go of the shame and guilt around honoring your boundaries, asking for your needs to be met, getting out of victim mode and exercising your creatorship. They understand their own rhythms and needs and structure their work in a way that serves them and others. So important. When you're at your best, so is everybody else. Even people that you may never even meet or see because it's that serious and we're all that connected. They take ample time for stillness, introspection, and silence. They practice deep and whole embodiment daily and understand their vessels are sacred teachers, translators, and messengers, and that all they need is living in these sacred meat suits. Guys, gals, everyone, the answers are in the body, period. They fully love, forgive, and accept themselves, their steps, and those in their lives as acts of radical love through the heart. They honor and speak their truth even when it's uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> Hello, throat chakra. They create art from pain and create for the sake of creating and share the creations with others. And like I said, that was just a quick and dirty rundown, so... Mike, you look like you got something. Yeah, a few things. One, I think my stomach growled a few minutes ago, so I don't know if the microphone picked that up. There's no way I can get that out in editing, so if anybody's wondering what that weird sound effect was, I apologize. But We're in the closet. There's monsters in the closet, obviously. Right. They're growling. French bulldogs among them. <laughs> but, uh, so one of the things that I wondered about things that uh shit light workers say or do what about a tendency towards leadership is that a quality that light workers will typically have or will they be the kind of person in their group of friends that they feel like everybody comes to the the like type that is always listening to others certainly absolutely that was one of the things i had said earlier about kind of being the the calm amidst chaos they're right. typically the voice of reason within those situations so certainly they'll be the ones that people are seeking for grounding stability comfort guidance advice and they may have a tendency towards being leaders absolutely and it's amazing when they heed that call because and this is such a big thing in my work i attract and work with a lot of light workers a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs conscious entrepreneurs awakening entrepreneurs, conscious creators, whatever you want to call these people. And those are the people that I really am passionate about working with because these are the type of people that I want in, in positions of power. Right. That I want, you know, holding the power of the purse and influencing others and guiding others and making changes in the world and, and holding positions of power. These are the people that need to step it up. Right. Yeah. So I think you've also answered, made a few points that answered the question that I had earlier about how is it useful to identify oneself as a light worker? Because some of the things that you talked about are how a light worker can meet their own needs because I think a light worker would have different needs. It's kind of like different types of athletes have different dietary needs. 
Uh, I think a light worker might have different energetic needs that if you are that kind of person that is the calm amidst chaos and you listen to other people and then at the end of the day you just feel drained and exhausted and you don't know why. Well, maybe it's because you're not taking care of yourself in a way that supports your role. Yeah, and thank you, and we're, we're actually going there. Okay, so, cool. So glad you brought that up. Before I get there, though, kind of along the lines of what I was saying with these are the people that I want to touch and that I want to work with and that I do work with, and I am inviting more of them into my space to step it up and engage in this work, is because they need <laughs> to step it up. We all need to step it up, and all of us are connected, and as the subtle creates the gross in your physical, tangible life, your body, your health, your relationships, the subtle also creates the gross on the planet, where we're each the subtle building blocks on a micro level of the gross collective macro body of beings that inhabit this earth. So each of us creates the collective unconscious and the state of the earth's physical, emotional, mental, and energetic levels. We influence and create each other's experiences on all levels. The decisions you make right now can and do impact those across the globe whom you've never and may never meet or lay eyes upon. Physically, we can see how our choices are impacting the planet and the health of all beings here. I mean, it's pretty, pretty evident. On more subtle levels, our emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies as individuals can drive and reinforce current paradigms when we choose to not awaken and step into our sovereignty and creatorship through exercising radical self-responsibility. The harm we inflict upon ourselves is harm inflicted upon the masses. So each time our boundaries are crossed because we don't speak up for ourselves reinforces the broken paradigm where that is okay. Each time we stifle our truths, deny our desire to express and share and heal and teach, again, the current status quo that may not always have the best interests of others in mind is reinforced. We're living in interesting times, like very interesting times right now. We have so much power and influence and what's it being used for? Is it even being used? What are you doing? What are you doing with your power and your influence? How are you using it? Are you in right relationship with your power? Is your power feeding chaos and kind of this like wild, ungrounded, fight or flight 24 seven mode? Or is it feeding nourishment and service and healing, holding for yourself and for everyone around you? We are all so connected, like, it, it isn't, it, it's, it's not even funny. I cannot emphasize this enough. When we change our own subtle levels and shift our own field, we influence change in the collective. It is that serious. Everything you do and don't do matters. Everything you resist or embrace influences the collective's current paradigm. Think about that. Everything you resist or embrace influences the collective's current paradigm. You are that powerful. So by you standing up and making a decision for what is best for you and for what you want and what you need and what you're stepping into, you're influencing a change in the entire paradigm of the collective. It's not about us and our egos, fears, and stories that keep us small and hidden. It's about everyone. So it is so important to step up. And moving into just a final note before we close, Mike started to bring it up and I was actually going to go there, babe. So perfect. I'm glad you're catching on. So lightworkers, empaths, highly sensitive people, all these different labels, anyone dedicated to this level of consciousness, basically. So I don't care what label you associate yourself with. Intuitive, empath, highly sensitive person, lightworker. If you're dedicated to this level of consciousness and internal wilderness backpacking, you require extra self-care, self-love, and gentleness, period. 
And this can often be a challenge because the shadow side of this level of determination is often neglecting these things because there's a sense of urgency. Like, ooh, I need to keep working on this or keep showing up or keep serving. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And for many of us, we can kind of forget that like, oh, but to keep showing up at this level, I need to kind of reel it in. And we'll talk about the importance of grounding and self-care on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, especially as it pertains to sensitive souls next week. But for now, I'd just like to leave you with some things to, to think about and to remind you of. Many light workers actually have a variety of physical health problems, either ones that sort of served as the catalyst for their awakening and remembering of their sacred light working path, or ones that kind of surface as a result of opening themselves up to more and more energies that aren't being properly grounded into the body. Basically, these individuals who are, who are dedicated to this level of consciousness and healing, there's lots and lots and lots of energy being, being channeled through the vessel. And there's a lot of mental body activity and processing and feeling and thinking, and sometimes that can be at the expense of the needs of the physical body. Yet, as I've said earlier and in previous episodes, because it's so true, the physical body is our guide. It's our compass. It's our map. So we must reconnect to it in order to keep channeling this energy and keep the mind flowing nicely and keep the work happening inside and outside at the level that we want. So keeping that, that connection between the body and the emotions and the mind and the spirit is, is imperative. So grounding into the physical body. And we'll talk more about that next week. And that's what I got for today. Uh, yeah, I'd like to just give one last thought that just occurred to me as you were wrapping that up is I have some Wiccan friends who do their own kind of rituals and their own kind of work. And one of the things that they, uh, and this is just their own kind of thing, you know, I'm not saying that they speak for all Wiccans or anything like that, but they do work with like shadow and darkness, but it's not in what we think of as evil and things like that. It's because they want to take what is in their shadows and bring it to the light. And I think that's what you're talking about with transmuting and the alchemy that happens there. So it's very interesting that to be a light worker means you've got to be, you know, elbows deep in your darkness to pull something out of there and bring it to the light. Oh, so, totally. Being yeah, I just made a little light yeah. bulb go off on my <laughs> no no pun intended for this episode, but thank oh, you. Oh, we love fun puns here. Uh, but absolutely, our shadow is not something to resist or to be feared or to be frustrated with or to anything like that it is our friend it is truly our our guide and where we source inspiration and creativity and where we understand our needs and our purpose so it is it is our best friend absolutely truly. thank you yeah. okay that's all the time we have for today my friends if you loved the show and want to learn more be sure to subscribe to it please leave us a review on itunes share with a friend and visit www.innerspark.life to learn more we would really love to hear your thoughts or questions about this or any other episode. So deepen the conversation with us on social media at Innerspark Life on Instagram and Facebook. And catch us next time when we'll discuss the importance of grounding for the sensitive soul's nervous system. So much love to you until then.